Hey, what's going on? It is the Hey My Man podcast, episode 207. This is Dave. This is Ben. So I have a few months to go before uh, D-Day minus one. Like, I'm going to be 40, not this birthday, but the next one. Oh, I was like, wait a second. Not this birthday, but the next one. So I'm prepping. I still think you're I'm like prepping for the four. Well, that's because of my maturity level. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, if you if you were an accurate at basing one's morals or one's ethical behavior or one's overall um, competency level in, in joke making, then I'm 14. Brings me to this. In May, the middle of May will be my birthday, right? And then I'm way jumping the gun. I don't care about my birthday. That's not what this is about. This is about in May. I have one year before 40 goes. And, and I can't remember because I'm a poor listener, exactly what you did at 40. But I have a couple things that I'm starting to make like, like I don't know how old you're supposed to be when you start making bucket lists, but I'm making bucket lists at 38 because cause at 39, I'm worried about my bucket list at 40. So I'm, I'm, I'm starting to make a list of things like, all right, I got to shore this up. And I don't mean like, I don't mean like good life I things. I would say start tying up loose ends. Loose ends? For you, yeah. Like physical, like my shoes. You may be far past your midpoint of my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, I, I'm not going to 80. Come on, let's let's get yeah. real. That's what I mean. I have fantastic cardio for one. I have a really good cardio. Yeah, but you also grew up in a uh, in Hammond, Northwest Indiana. Yeah, are you talking about the air quality? Yeah. Okay. So I think that you're forgetting about all that other well, stuff. Well, if I grew up in Whiting, you'd have a stronger case. It's close enough. There's like chemicals in the air there. Close. You don't think it carries over? One, I don't one know. town over. Uh, yeah, I think it does carry over quite a bit. I think like I you, just love that your thought is that like, well, that you know, it's, there's like a physical. I'm like, dude, where... that's that's five miles north of me. How <laughs> yeah. in the world could that possibly get into my lungs? Right. Every time I went to the roller dome, that upped the chances of me getting cancer by. I don't know, a 17%? Probably. That seems like the right amount. So I have a few months before I have a year, before I have to worry about the rest of my life. And a lot of people go like, well, you better focus on being a father and you better start like, like you know. What, Who are like, those people? Like a savings account or you better like own a home, right? I don't focus on that. Let me well, take, you've accomplished all those. Let me, sort of. Let me take you back. I, I want to treat myself. And so I have a year to treat myself but but I have a couple things I want to check off I think I honestly think this I want to do what's a realistic amount of time like I want to I want to do five minutes or ten minutes somewhere what do you mean I mean I want to do like like I want to take all the things that we've talked about on the show hone them into smarter people's words I want to do like stand up I want to do I don't saying I want to be I got a full-time job so you're already I, I didn't realize you jumped right into your bucket. yeah that's one of them okay one of, I don't have that many <laughs> But one of them is, I started, I, I was I was riding in a car with somebody today, and I was telling him a story about when I went to church camp, right? Mm. And about 13 minutes in, when his eyes started to gloss over, I go, I bet that's a solid three minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. But let me just throw this out there, and I, and I know that I, apparently... Don't you shit on my dream before I even get ready to shit on my own dream. Apparently last week, people thought that I was a little uh, affected. I don't feel that way, but I heard you, I, of, I heard you offer it up. I didn't know. Several people said that, and that's why I put that out there. I was like, "Hey, did I seem did I seem more cranky than than other times?" But I, they I, don't I, hear me literally putting a rope around my neck, but they can hear your <laughs> affectation. Well, 
so my point is, I think that I had that same goal um, coming into being 40. Yes. And then coming into being 41. But I think ultimately I did everybody a favor. When, and I realized that you this is your forum. Nobody wants to see you. We've had yeah. enough of you. You, think I mean, just, I, I you mean just like, hearing me is my forum? No, I feel like... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, Wait a minute. I, what are you saying right now? I just feel like it's just a lot of Ben. Okay. I felt the same way about me. So what's the, a lot I, of ben? the idea of saying like I'm going to shore up a couple of these stories to a to a couple of the high points, yeah. and then stand on a stage and tell them again? It's like you know you're in a band. We've just seen enough of you. You're saying enough. I'm saying enough. <laughs> you're telling me to reel in myself. I'm just saying like you go from this one aspect of saying like hey i'm real low on self-esteem and yeah you know i've never really been high on myself i haven't wavered then, on that i don't think yeah but then on the other side you have this other like i don't even want i don't I, like a, another personality where you go like more people need to hear the funny stuff i bring to the table yeah. and and i'm in that other camp the world needs more ben is what i'm saying and i just you. go you you're, you're working it out here okay to, yeah to, but but i'm working it out here but right. once when it's worked out and and refined Here's what I'm saying. We've done what's 207. We're on 207. Yeah. I jumped in in the 30s. Let's just call it 40. Yeah. And let's just call me bad at math. And so we'll go 160 above us plus some other stuff. Mm-hmm. 167 hours of me contributing to conversation. I can't funnel that down to five good minutes. Oh, no. I'm saying that you, absolutely you could, but who cares to hear it? Oh, that's solid like point. so you're going to go and you're going I was going to say like my mom, but no. You're going to go and you're going to say, hey, guys, everybody who listens, I'm going to. I'm going to take my chance and I'm going to stand up on stage. I want to get this out of me and I want to perform the retell these stories I've told on the podcast mm-hmm. before, but better than I told them. on the Yeah, podcast but not before. for the people that listen. Well, who else is going to come? I Where no, are you going no, nobody. I just I want to do a, I want to do a little set and I think it could be good. I guess ultimately I'm, it's irritating to me because I feel like I have a responsibility to show up to this. So I'm oh, being a little selfish. No, no, you don't have to come. I would not, prefer nobody. No, look, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the set. No, I, I don't have the venue. I don't have the fans. And when I do have the fans, I don't want them to come. And I shouldn't say fans, but people that know me, I, w- I don't want them to come either. I, I'm going to go up as a stranger and do five minutes and then, I don't I, know, and then brush my teeth with my gun, I guess. I, I had uh, this thought that um, I, I was going to do the same thing. And I remember calling my brother and I was like, hey, if I call you and just say, hey, we're going to go up to an open mic somewhere deep in this city where no one will know and just do this one time. You and, did? And, yeah, and I, I never did it, but I'm just saying, like, we I had this plan. Now's your time. And, uh, no, I got over it because I thought, <laughs> I thought here's the thing. <laughs> this, In my opinion, whether or not I'm, other people agree, I feel I'm strongest here doing this. You're a good storyteller. I'm not. I Well, I mean, that, that still could, you know, be done on a stage. It's just I feel like I'm more comfortable here and I flow more f- freer here, and I don't have to go to every single, you know, I don't have to perform uh, a concert playing piano and then do one where I play guitar or do one, you know what I mean? Like I just decided hmm. that Tell me more I don't about need that. to, I don't need to do all that. I don't okay. know for me, but anyway, back to you. What if I said you were just, what if I said that you just, you're like the kid who wants to learn how to swim and he goes knee deep and he goes, you know what? I don't even like the water actually. And when you just walk right back out of the pool no, and I, I say, get in the pool, you were right. You need to swim like the dolphin that you are. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's like that before you were pointing out, like, I don't need to have, no one needs to hear my hot take on X, Y, Z. Before when we were, you know, people were saying like, hey, it'd be interesting if your podcast did, some people, 
uh, like, you know, hit on some popular topics or stuff that was like more, you know, what was in the news that week. And um, your, your, I guess your critique of that or your stance on that was like, no one needs just one more hot take. That's true. What's the point? That's true. But let me tell you this. When you laced up your roller skates and you got back on that oily floor, Mm -hmm. did it feel right or did it feel wrong? No, it felt right, but I mean, okay. I didn't tell people about it till after. And what if you got up on that stage and grabbed the mic and soared like an eagle? I, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I just, <laughs> I, I just don't have. I just don't have. The, I have the want to. I've just been a radio person my whole life, and and I, th- I, I wanted to do yeah. that for whatever reason. Not a radio. I mean, interested in radio. Yeah. In the medium of radio, I wanted to do that. I thought I could do that, and then I just, just like, why can't? One of my best friends uh, was a, is a very good harmonica player, but always wants to be the guy in the band that plays the guitar or the bass or anything but the harmonica. Yeah. And so if you're jamming, it's like you rarely find a guy who could really play the harmonica. So you're like, dude, you get on the harmonica. I'm going to play the guitar. And he's like, nah, let's both play guitar. Yeah. I'm like, nah, you play the harmonica. Not that you're not good, but like that's where you're good. It sounds like you're saying like, I'd like you to play your strengths. I'm no, I don't know. Maybe that is your strength, but I also feel well, I like can't be. You, I've never done it. You constantly right, wrong, or indifferent. You get like crazy obsessed, and I know people <laughs> are going to say you do the same thing. But <laughs> but do do what you're going to. Well, do. listen, I suck at jujitsu. I've been to a handful of classes. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have time for it. But I'm glad I went. And I'll I'll go some more. But like, I'm glad I at least there's something in just like going. There's something valuable in going. Like I. I I want to do that. There's always a million reasons not to do it, right? So if you just do it, that's that's what this five minutes is. I was told, like, I was thinking ten minutes because I'm ambitious, but someone's like, no, 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 just five is probably good. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not, it's 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 about, like, okay, I'm not getting deep, but, like, life is a journey, right? So you got to try these things. And even if it's stupid and it sucks and everybody goes, hey, that was dumb and it wasn't worth it and why'd you do it? I go, because now I know. Yeah, I get it, okay? And, and there was, for a while, we were going to the... Uh, Goodfellas Comedy Club mm-hmm. um, on, I think, Wednesday nights. Yeah. And it's a cool scene. You know, they bring in people from other places, and then they have, like, local guys or, or you know, people that want to just give it a shot and see what's what. And I'll tell you, man, nothing is more uncomfortable. Is it sad? I, I wanted to say uncomfortable, but I'm going to go with sad. Okay. Then to see that guy that you know everybody and this is, I'm not saying this is you, but the guy that everybody that he works with and hangs around with is like, dude, that's hilarious. You should, dude, you should, be, you should do stand up. You're the funniest guy at this barbecue. And it's like, it takes something specific in order to tell a story in such a way or deliver a joke in such a way when people are just staring at you. I mean, we've often talked about it. Sometimes early on, it was hard to gauge whether or not something was working. And I, I get yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all power to people who do podcasts successfully do it like a one man podcast. I can't do it. We've mm. tried it. It just didn't work as well as I would have hoped because I didn't, at least I have you to gauge whether, and I believe that you're, you know, you have a, a good enough sense of humor that if I feel like you're laughing at something, other people are too. Yeah. But I have seen, and maybe this is the biggest <laughs> thing for me. I've seen people, go up there and just eat shit for five straight minutes and you, they can't get out. They just can't get out. And, and you know, they've tried to, and the host is like, dude, just, just, you, you gotta, you gotta, you just gotta like, eat that shit. No way, dude. No way. So but that's, now you're talking from a place of fear right now. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I'm not talking from that place. Maybe you should have a little, the lack of though. ego helps the fear go away. Yeah, but it could also be very destructive. 
dude, I'm not a big fan of me. Like you don't get it. Like I'm not. So I think it's you're like, a bigger fan of you than than you like to than you like to let on. I acknowledge the no one cares. I acknowledge that. I get it, and I and, and I go on anyway. I know nobody gives a shit about my dumb stories, and I tell them anyway. And I tell people literally, hey, I'm gonna not talk so much today, and I'll get in the car with them, and I'll talk for an hour. So like. I'm saying it might just be like, like you can tell that squirrel, like, hey, stop burying nuts in the ground, right? Still going to do it. So I'm saying I have a little bit of that in me. My only fear is somebody that is uh, involved in stand-up is like, hey, man, you're trying to like moonlight and dick around with something that's my life. Right. That would be my only concern. Well, I guess ultimately, whether it be like, you know, hey, I toy around all the time with like, hey, I should start a band or I should do this or just something extracurricular. But the reason I don't do that is because I tell myself at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I have a job and I'm not going to be a professional musician. I'm not going to be a professional this or that. So uh, I do stifle myself a little bit. But the other thing is, I will tell you, just in our relationship personally, I've never supported somebody. And when (laughs) when I say that, you're going to be like, well, you don't really support me all that much, as much as I have you. Okay. Um, because there's a lot of times where I feel compelled, I don't know why, to show up and uh, and and see your performances. Yeah, I don't know why either. Yeah, I don't. But it has zero to do with you. But it's just like, man, okay. I just so by you doing stand up, and if you know if it's a big thing, I gotta go to it. Just, I'd rather you just do. You don't have else. to go. Here's what I won't tell you. Okay. Okay. That's what I won't tell. Well, but a lot of people would probably go, man. I'd love to play. Uh, one acoustic set. I'd love to do a show. I'd love to play a song in front of people. Just extreme. I've done it. It's great. Yeah. A lot of people go like, I just want to do one Jim Croce song in front of a packed bar full of emo kids. But there are other people I've seen do acoustic shows or play along that aren't good. And you're like, okay, this guy needs to, but now they know, but But now they know, but they don't. Look, dude, a lot of people want to get in the ring and they get knocked out and that's life, bro. Yeah. That's fucking life, man. That's it. So, I haven't set a, a time. I, did, I think, I did, I think by it, forty, it's well past. I me. think by forty, I just I got to do a few minutes. I I want to be able to look my kids in their bored eyes when they would rather be playing Xbox and tell them your dad wanted to do five minutes and he did five minutes. That's what I want. That's what I'm thinking. The other thing before I hit forty, there's only two. No. Okay. Oh, is this, oh, I supposed to have a list? I don't know. You. This is your. This is your. Yeah. Baby. Well, I got a couple of things. Okay. I got a couple of things. This one, this one is way more important than life goals. This one isn't as deep. This one goes way back to a little time I like to call 1992. Okay, I'm going to be 40 in a year. Now, I've told you before that, that, that being poor stock meant I went from I wanted to have cool shoes. Yep. I want to have cool sneakers because I went from Caldwell School when I was in first to fit like elementary school. I didn't know anything about school, about about like fashion or or being cool or nothing, right? I know I, it wasn't even like I didn't think I was a dork. I didn't think I was cool. I just didn't didn't even know these things existed. Well, I when I got to junior high, all of a sudden I started seeing kids wear Jordans, okay. Jays as they call them, Air Jordan shoes. These are the, and if you don't you don't you're not a big sports nut. These are shoes that Michael Jordan, who was a basketball player, he wore these shoes and he got sponsored and yada yada. So. My mom would take me to the Payless on Indianapolis Boulevard in Hammond. So my mom would buy the shoes where it was two people jumping up for a rebound rather than one guy jumping for a dunk, right? Just recapping for those of the newer listeners. So I would always get the cheap shoes. So Kurt Cobain came along, and then all of a sudden it went 
hey, you're not too poor to have cool shoes. You just don't like those shoes anymore because Chuck Taylor's cost 20 bucks and flannels cost $2 at the Village Discount and ironic t-shirts of someone else's name cost 75 cents. Now you got yourself an outfit. Now you're not a loser, okay? But what I didn't tell you on the other side of that story is that deep down, I still wanted those J's, dude. I don't blame you. I still wanted those Jordans. Which Jordans, you might ask yourself? The original red and white and black. That's a good guess, but but I think you're right. They are the red and white and black, but I'm thinking more like, like 91, 92. Like not, not hair Jordans. You remember those from Space Jam? No. Okay, well, Space Jam came out and there were hair Jordans. They had different colors. But I really wanted these Jordans. I want them super bad. But I told myself, no, grunge came along. You don't. I told myself, not only can you not afford those Jordans, you don't want those. But I was lying to myself. Do you know what the retail price was then? Around a hundred dollars. What are they now? A hundred to one hundred twenty is what they were. Now, oh my God! I mean, you go on eBay. It could be like five hundred. It could be one eighty. You, um, I'll, I'll explain. I went to Foot Locker, and the guy at Foot Locker, when I told him what I wanted, I told him my dream. Because I've been telling everybody my 40-year-old bucket list dreams. And I told this stranger at Foot Locker my dream. And he was like, he looked at the wall and he's like, hey, man, are you, you look on the wall. Are they up there? I go, I don't think they're up there, dude. I see a lot of Jordans, but not the ones I want. He's like, look. He looked around for his manager and he goes, hey, just get the StockX app, man. And I go, what is that? And he's like, just get the, he's told me just get this app. He's like, this app, like people get Jordans and they buy them and they sell them and they resell them. And I was like, yeah, but you guys like sell shoes. Like I'm saying like, how do I get the shoes? He's like, bro, trust me. You ain't going to find him here. He's like, just get this app. So he told me an underground way. Well, I don't think that shoe stores sell shoes from 1991. It's not like an old used record store. But it's that's... A, a that's new, new shoes. But I think I, I think you might be a little bit off. Because they do sell all these retro Like Jordans. in Commando where they opened up the back door and there was like machine guns at the Army-Navy? 100% like that. Okay. There's no difference. There's no difference. Like, you know, now you can buy like a Nintendo Classic. Right. With all with Contra, yeah, but it's a new it's a new system that they just manufactured, made to look smaller and play those same games, but it's not the same, right? But there's always that market for those old things. Well, Nike realizes that, and so they put out these old Jays and they put out reboots. these old Jordans reboots. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't have to be the ones that were made oh, back okay. then. That's I mean, what I thought you were saying. I just need it to look like it. Yeah. Like if it's made back then, that's cool. But no, dude, I'm not like a, dry I'm not a phone, sneaker but... purist. I don't need it to be like. This was kept in a humidor I mean, next to, like, the cigars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need that. I mean, you could just get a pair of shoes and paint them those colors then. I mean, why don't you... If you're going to go, yeah, I mean, go you could, big, I do it real. Listen, I could throw a Yoda Yoda makeup on on, on on some lady I meet in the street. It doesn't make her Sarah Underwood at Comic-Con 2017. Yeah, but I feel like if your goal is you to still have these Jordans me? you ever... You know, the ones you wanted, and then you're going to get ones that aren't just like what your mom did they aren't the real ones they're negative ones that, that, they're the dude they're reboots. made by nike if yeah. nike makes them and goes yeah. who they, do you think who do you think has the mold but you know real sneaker heads are no they those Bro, who's have got the, the mold who's got the mold you tell me they can't i don't know i'm not such a sneakerhead that i need the ones that were made then i need the same looking shoe yeah, i don't think having the flip over chuck taylor's you just found you dude, there was like there was like two percent of this whole story with which to ruin it to shit on it you just found the two percent like you found the crack in this night what do they armor. call that the uh two by two exhaust port i don't know star? do they right, right down yeah like my dream of wearing these sneakers is the death star and you and your goddamn x-wing fighter and y-wing fighter you and you and you and Admiral Akbar's buddies just ran up and shot a proton blast right up my my bee hole. But that's not the point. Let's go back to the my dream the way I like it. 
I wanted these Jordans, and I didn't get them, so I decided that I like Chuck Taylors. Okay? So I started going to Foot Locker. I started looking around. Turns out you can buy these retro Jordans. But then I, I, I meditated. Cause that's how I meditate, right? I meditated for 20 minutes the other day. And as I'm deep in the, in the recesses of my brain, I thought, it's not just the Jordans you want. No. The Jordans were a dream that you never had. I want to relive the dream that I actually had. And you know what that is? That is Nike Air Hirachis. Do you know what those are? No. Here's the thing. I've, dude, I've never been a sneaker guy. But listen, push comes to shove, maybe I am a sneaker guy. Because what I like, Nike Air Hirachis. International, 1992. Look at those babies. Yeah. Look at those. Look at them in all their splendor. Look at that purple I mean, strap I that does nothing. Say, because you wear tapered sweatpants, <laughs> you're able to see those in all their glory. <laughs> look at them. Look at Look at Yeah, those are great. Look at the purple. That doesn't need to be purple. Just those say, aren't Air Magic Johnsons. No, dude, Nike Air Hirachis. Yeah, I don't like that. Because what I didn't tell anybody, what I kept close to my heart this whole time, which clearly was a, the right decision. Yeah, what I wanted was these uh, the Jordans. I didn't get the Jordans. So my sister, being the amazing person she is, she threw down like forty dollars when I was like eleven or twelve, and she told my parents like, if you can cop for the other twenty, because you're his sole provider, and I'm just his sister. He can get not Jordans, but these are Harajis, and these are badass. So these are the only pair of actual Nikes besides, like, jogging shoes or whatever. The only pair of dope shoes I ever had. I wore these back in 1992. Dude, I put these babies on. I walked in. I walked into school. I walked into church camp with my head so high in the air. Like, listen, you guys thought I was a loser? Not, not anymore, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were, I mean. Like were, you actively kept them clean? I mean, not actively. <laughs> but they were pristine. They're Nike Air Hirachi International 92. So I was meditating, and I thought about this. I thought, you want the Jordans because you never had them. I said, but what you really want, you want to go back to that day when you wore those Hirachis. Mm. So I Googled them. I couldn't, I didn't know, I didn't remember what they were called, right? I Googled them. I, go, I spent a good 40 minutes Googling Hirachis today. I found the exact pair I can find them on East Bay. $115 in my dreams can be realized. That's eBay? Nope, East Bay. <laughs> yeah. For how much? $115 in my yeah. dreams can be realized. I mean, I think that's that's, a, that's an easy, easily obtainable goal at this point. But what I, Can I'm, you put them on layaway? I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> but the thing is, like, look, look at them from another angle. Look at those. I almost want to go back. They're amazing. And, can, I, I, can you imagine me wearing sweatpants with these, dude? I almost want to go back and find my pre-40 bucket list show. Okay. It's there somewhere, and I want to compare the two um, because I feel like – is that all you got? What else you got? Just, we'll, we'll do more next week, but the point I don't need okay. to do this whole show on that. But I found – like if you put my brain in an MRI machine and you put those Hirachis on me for the first time, dude, I would be lit up like the 4th of goddamn July. Well, hey, man, like I said, that's an, that's an easy fix. I mean, I feel like you could probably wear those and get on stage and get a good laugh right off the bat. Okay, so what I wanted was to run this idea by you that at almost 40, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to buy the shoes I had when I was 12 years old mm -hmm. in order to recreate some sort of lit up brain situation from 1992. Do they sell those in adult sizes? Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah, dude. Mostly youth, but yeah, they do. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I was waiting for you to say, like, don't follow your dreams and don't get those Hirachis. Of course not. I would never do that. You would never do that? I mean, I would never get those shoes. But but can you believe that 
I mean, 92, we're talking about what, 26 years later. Right. 26 years later, someone has these shoes and they're like, Ben, I knew you'd come back. I knew you'd look for these. And are those I have somebody's shoes? Like somebody collected them and kept them since then? Or are those I don't re- know. I don't care. No, I think they're reissued. Oh, I, okay. I couldn't even 100% remember how they looked until I saw a picture of them. It was like, it was like, you ever see those videos where like, uh, what are the animals that get like, um, they have, oh, the lion. You remember like where the dude like raises lion pups and then he has to eventually put them in the wild because like you can't keep a lion. It's just not what you're supposed to do. And then they watch this documentary and like 10 years later. One of those claymation shows for religious kids. Yeah. David and Goliath. (laughs) This is like that, but it's not exactly the same. It's like you, like the people raise lions. And then they put them in the wild because you can't have lions. And then 10 years later, they see them, and that lion recognizes them. Oh, like a YouTube video I've seen. Yeah. yeah. And the lion's like, oh, my God, I'm a killer. I'm the king of the jungle, but I remember your your eyes. So the lion runs at you, and then they hug, and everyone's Mm. super happy, and everyone cries. That's how these Hirachis are to me. These 1992 Nike Air Hirachis are going to see me when I open that box. I'm not going to have to take them out of the box, dude. They're going to jump onto my feet. And we're going to weep. Stop meditating immediately. <laughs> we're going to weep, dude. going to be perfect. Look, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta go back to something you said real quick or that I said was uh, we were talking earlier about uh, me not wanting to support you, although I feel I need to support you in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> okay. And that brought me to something uh, I didn't – I wasn't prepared to talk about it. I wanted to kind of talk about – have you seen – abducted in plain sight now we usually don't do reviews or talk about at length of anything that's actually currently happening okay have you seen this thing negative you're the only person in america i don't want to because i don't want to see kids get taken so so i don't want to two weeks ago we were talking about uh i was talking about how everybody saw the uh the ted bundy the ted bundy tapes and i was like hey i'm an outlier here because i haven't seen them but i did see those but after that we watched. Somebody suggested we see this abducted in plain sight, which is basically, just to uh, summarize it, it's a story of a church family and another church family. Um, I think they're part of the Mormon Church or uh, uh, Latter Day Saints. That's Mormon. Well, regardless, I think. Yeah, I don't know if it's a sect. Whatever it is, I just don't want to be uh, incorrect. Okay. However, um, so one family has a um, one family consists of like a, a wife and husband and a couple da- three daughters and then there's another church family that has it's a guy and a wife and I don't remember if he had kids or not I don't think so but this guy basically is like in the church community comes up to this guy this guy Bob Broberg and he says hey Bob I want to be your friend you seem like a nice enough guy and through the church like figures out a way to be friends with this dude but really it's only because he's a pedophile and wants to be in a relationship with this guy's like 10 or 11 year old daughter what i hate dude it's the weirdest thing i hate it so much anyway long story short this guy like gets in with the family and he not only abducts this girl once can i just eventually abducts her twice nobody knows he's a pedophile at the time no no because back then quote unquote nobody knew that pedophiles existed which i i find to be the most yeah ignorant stupid statement civilization Uh, hadn't occurred yeah right okay so um, the, the part that's interesting is, so this guy, the guy that infiltrates this family, he not only, he's like a, a master manipulator. So like you find out in this documentary that the girl gets abducted. They, he basically comes over and says like, Hey, can I take your 12 year old or whatever, 10 year old daughter, 
Um, I want to take her horseback riding. And yeah. the mom's like, well, I really don't know. We kind of think it's weird that you like pay a lot of yeah. attention to her and always like taking pictures of her. He's like, I promise you're I don't s- want to have sex. You're having her. over, having her over for sleepovers and you're like sleeping next to her and like you pay a lot of, again, a lot of attention to her and her and Dude. her sister shared a bedroom, but you came in because you work at a hardware store and you built a wall in between to section off one sister from another. But if you what? can have her home before dad, her father gets home, you could take her to go horseback riding, just you and her without your wife or any of your other family. Yeah. It doesn't seem, you know, it's fine. Yeah, because I, I know how badly you want to do that. So he takes her, and I want to say this is like a Thursday or Friday, and he never comes back. So Saturday comes and goes. Family's like, maybe we should call the police. Hmm. And they're saying this to the, docu- that, no? to the documentary. Saturday comes and goes? Sunday comes and goes, hey, you know, uh, we're thinking about calling the police. They get a hold of his wife, and she's like, hey, don't involve the police. I'm sure he just took her you know, on vacation. I'm sure it's fine. It'll They're starting to her notice back. that she's been gone now for days. Yeah. So Monday, they finally break down and call the police, and they uh, essentially figure out, like, this dude's not coming back. Oh, and, and, okay. So after a point. few days, they're going, something's yeah, arrived. Yeah. We don't think he's going to come back. Is this so, where all those memes are coming from when they show an old man in a chair? Yes. So that's that's Bob Broberg, the father of the that. victim. I hate that guy. Too. So so Bob basically is telling the story and he says this is all this whole point is to get to this. When I talk about our friendship, he basically says like I didn't know this. I thought it was kind of weird that this guy was like hanging around my daughter and always paid so much attention to my one daughter and like nope. really didn't Nope. Talked to any of the rest of us and nope. took a lots of pictures of her uh, in really precarious situations. And uh, nope. Nope. But the weird thing was is Bob one time was really frustrated and he met me out for lunch and we drove up to make out point and uh, he told me he was sexually needed relief. So I, I reached over and I, I relieved him. Nope. So Bob, the dad, finally says, like, you figure out that. Ma, they also interview mom and mom's like, you know, he was like telling me I had like a really sexy body and maybe feel really good about myself. And like, we may have done some inappropriate things. So, what so you this find dude out is, did the mom and the dad and the kid? Yes. So what oh he does God. is he, he has sexual relations with the mom. He has sexual relations with the dad. No. And so neither of them want to go to the police because they're afraid that if they expose this guy, when he gets caught, he's going to be like, well, this dude, this dude gave me hand release at make out point. So they have a vested interest to keep quiet, even though their daughter's well-being and everything is at stake. This, so this bad guy clearly looks like Ryan Reynolds and Brad Pitt had a baby. Yes. Okay. So He's the most handsome guy ever. Then? Absolutely. This guy with with tinted seventies glasses. Oh so ultimately they, they end up catching this guy or bring convincing him to come back. And when they do, the FBI is already involved in the case and they go, Hey, now we caught you and you kidnapped this girl. Well, he convinces them, mom and dad, to sign a letter saying that he didn't kidnap him and they knew that the kid was with him. And so after the FBI and all this was already launched. How they, many how many hours long is this show, I can I ask you? Less than two, I think. What? The whole yeah. show? Yeah, it's just, it's not like one of the, it's just one. Oh, it's one movie. It's like a movie. It's not yeah. a series. It's a documentary movie. So yeah, it's okay. not a series. Copy that. So ultimately, they sign a piece of paper saying like, hey, the dude's good to go. Now I got to watch it, knowing I'm going to hate every and second. And then he does it again, but regardless. God damn it. I, it was What you're seeing of the meme is this guy, Bob, who basically, I guess in the articles I've read since then, through <laughs> all these years has never told anybody that he gave this guy hand release. And he, so he says it on the documentary, hand which release. is- That's a professional way to put it. So he uh, he says it on the documentary, and of course he's he's brought to tears while telling the story because he feels real terrible about the whole thing. 
But my question is, all right, what kind of what level of friendship do you have to be at? I mean, I <laughs> I literally sold my pickup truck so I didn't have to help my friends move. Right. Like I bought a pickup truck because I thought, well, this will be nice for hauling things. And then when people started moving, I was like, I'm selling my pickup truck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, right. Right. I'm a good friend to a point. And by that, I mean, I won't let people sleep at my house. You're saying you have a even, threshold. even, even yeah. my own brother. I haven't asked drunk. you in recent <laughs> I have to months. Make him take an Uber. I've had um, bad days and I have not asked. Because, you know, we've set a precedent. Well, but, I like that there's boundaries. But I have to ask you like, uh, it, they don't really get into it, but they act like this. This was like the first time this guy proposed. He's like, "Hey, let me pick you up. At, we're gonna run out while we're both working. We'll get, we'll get lunch." And then he drives him up there, and he's just like, "Hey," and he's just pointing down to it, like, "Dude, we, he's I mean, like, you know how get, come some, like two dudes hang out and like one of them's gotta like yank the other one? This is kind of one of those times." Yeah, and the, so uh, the guy's like, "Dang it, I'm the I'm the guy that has to yank." Obviously, that's a, right. that's a ten. But where do you draw the line? Like, what what's the most you've ever done for a friend? Not mm. <laughs> in any capacity that mm. you would go like. Is, should I not say yanking my friend? <laughs> okay. Um, Beside that, hmm. You, know, I'll tell you what. Recently, a buddy of mine started doing. A, well, he's a friend of mine from high school. I I talked to him in a, a while. I feel bad, but like it just got weird. But he started doing a lot of poetry, and he was like, "Hey, man." I'd appreciate it if you'd like read all this poetry I read, I wrote, you know? And I was like, I mean, okay. Like, mm. okay. Uh, so, but, but it's not like an Instagram and stuff, you know? So he's like, just like, like comment on it and like, say you like it. And then I realized it's like a marketing thing sort of, but, uh, I will, to my credit, he posts a bunch of them every day. And to my credit, when I see them, I still read them most of it. So I would say that that's a line that I would think I wouldn't cross, and like I don't willingly, I don't enjoy doing it, but I but I do it. So I'll, I'm willing to read poetry. The I answer, feel like the this could be a would that. you rather. Okay, maybe we can turn it into. No, that. I mean with what Bob Broberg did and reading the yeah, poetry. Would you I rather feel... give your child up to horseback riding or read uh, poetry about long lost love? That's a really that's a, that's a can we say push? I mean, at least he's not reading it to you. No. What? Hey, what? Hey, tell me this. Tell me. This. All right. Tell me this. Say I get my guitar, and I was like, Dave, I've been working on this song, bro. I like a really like. It's like from the heart, man. It's like, I finally found out. Like, I finally just found out like what what love means to me. Like, <laughs> like I just found out like, oh, uh, man, I just really got to the bottom of it, and uh, and I, I really love this person. I just I need you to hear this song. And I started singing a song about about like about like about like how much love means like the most like the most emotional just deep romantic song. But I played it. Me and you were sitting at the table, and I looked straight. I didn't break my gaze. Like I was just like. And when you looked away, I was like, I would stop playing, and I'd go, No, I'm, I'm the song's not done. The song, the song's not finished. Like I would make you look. Okay, do I have, okay? I have attention. I'd start strumming that C chord again. Uh, what if I played a whole love song and I made you sit through the entire thing? That's pretty damn uncomfortable. Dude. That's pretty damn uncomfortable. I, I can't think off the top of my head something that would be more uncomfortable. But, but if like the chorus was like, I love you more than, and I just listed things, but I looked at you the entire time I played it. Really? I remember one time being at your show with a couple of mutual friends of ours, and everyone's like, am I supposed to look at him? Is he are we supposed to? You know yeah. what I mean? It is weird. My buddy Dave, I was playing a, a, a full band set one time. My buddy Dave. Buddy Horn Dog, he came in and he walked in the the front of the club, and he looks and he's like, "Dude, 
He's like, I saw you playing, and like we locked for like a second. He's like, and I was like, it was like uncomfortable, bro. He's like, you were like singing this song, like you were so intense, and you looked at me and I looked at you, and he's like, I, I didn't know what to do, but <laughs> to look away. It's kind of like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's pretty awful. So, okay, so love song maybe. Um, uh, as far as what would, where would I draw the line? Um, I mean, clearly the line has to be drawn far before. What about if every time, um, it's like a Facebook anniversary, like how long we've been friends? Like I send it to you, like personally, like I I message it to you, like dude, look, it's been four years or whatever. All I'm saying is, <laughs> what is do like, you do? I just don't know at what point, like this seems to me there has to be something missing in the story because it, it feels like to broach this this part of your friendship where it's like hey yesterday we were watching you know the uh the cowboys play and today you know we're, this is what's happening yeah yeah like i don't know how i guess it's all about reading signals and because like the dude never ever says anywhere in the documentary that he is gay or has done anything gay before. And basically he's explaining that like, this is a a huge point of embarrassment to him because you know, he's, he's admitting this and this is not. Sounds like he got uh, cajoled into it. Nobody gets cajoled into it, dude. To a handy. Nobody. Yeah. Dude, you could look, man, you have enough drinks and you just go, I guess maybe I sober. Well, it was lunch at noon. (laughs) Over tuna fish in Taco Salad? I don't know. I'm um, definitely getting in the car. Then. I'm assuming that they. Have, <laughs> I'm, the I'm hoping that they ate first. That's all. I, that's all I can tell you. Why? It just seems like it'd be very awkward to eat afterwards. Yeah. It'd almost be like they get oh, out of the car dude. and walk back. Like yeah. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like what is the uh, what is the drive back? It's because uh, it went. It came from nothing. Then this happens, and then it's like, well, I have to, I have to run you back. Like, yeah. you know, my lunch, my boss is a real stickler about that one hour lunch. You make that awkward joke. You just go, hey, remember that time? Like, uh, <laughs> we went out to eat taco salad, and it ended up being like, you know, uh, 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 yeah, that was, uh, that was yeah, sad. I don't know. And he'll go, yeah, like a minute ago, and you'll both laugh. Out of like, the ha, ha. out of the whole documentary, this was the most disturbing thing to me because the way, well, that the, seems hateful of you. Well, the way the guy, no, the way the guy acted as if he was so embarrassed and humiliated by this whole thing, and clearly by telling the world, it's embarrassing. But the other part of it is like you forget that you because of this, and because you wanted to save yourself and your own mm. skin, you allowed your daughter to be kidnapped for days before you decided to report it to the federal authorities yet he's able to redact everything he said and say you know what never mind i don't want anything done and nobody charges him with like you know any kind of neglect charge or anything like i was like this this guy is clearly just as much of the problem as anybody he's like stop looking for my daughter uh my handy was out of line let's just call it a wash pretty much hopefully that's ridiculous so yeah you haven't seen the documentary no it's terrible sounds awful it's terrible. I mean, but everyone's seen it. Like, should I watch it? I feel like I kind of know now. I know how awful I'm going to feel. Um, Yeah. I just don't. There's definitely not going to be anything good that comes out of it. That's for sure. Now, is, Except is, for those is, funny is, memes. Is religion a big factor in all this? Yeah. That's that's how they play it up. Is like, you know, these. The, because the church basically rallies around this this dude and is like, oh, you know, he's a good dude. And, okay. Okay. Um, I got problems these people now. because they go to church. Like the woman, obviously, the mom doesn't want people to know she's cheated on her husband. Dude, this is this is why I get all uppity pants about stuff when about like atheism and stuff. Because people would be like, "Well, there's a lot of good that comes from." Yeah, there's a lot of good, but dude, there's a lot of bad too. 
This yeah, is why course. this I mean, is not with anything. I mean, there's an their atheism is just as crazy as religion. Negative. At some no, point, it is not. Okay, so not e- it's not even no, not oh, even the whatever. same landscape. Whatever. Nobody would ever go. I'm not sure if God's real. Thus, I can't tell anybody that I blew a dude. Whatever, Never, dude. All I'm Never. telling you is, all these people, whether you're staunch this or staunch that, if you're an atheist, really you can matter. you can hand you whatever you like. <laughs> it's like we're good with it. It's it's fine. It's there's not, still not, the, there's there, no bylaws that say you can't do that. We, not because of atheism, but because of the way the world and and, and other stigmas right, outside right about of religion. The first part, not about atheism. Anyways, that's why I get so uppity pants about it because when religion gets involved, people do weird stuff. Let me take you back to 1992. And then I'll take you back to 1996. Remember my Air Hirachis? I, how could I forget them? I got my Air Hirachis, and I wore them to my camp, my summer camp, my Bible camp I used to go to. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I would always go to Bible camp when I was a poor kid. But it's like- Where's this going? Bible kids don't don't judge as harshly. So it was cool being a poor kid. They didn't mind that I had- Oh, church people don't judge as harshly? Um, I'll get there. Okay. They didn't have. They didn't mind I had Derek Coleman knockoffs, right? So here I go to this- I go to camp- I shouldn't say the name. I go to my church camp. Dude, I show up. My head is so pr- I'm proud. This year, I'm not a loser. This year, I got knockoff skids. Scuds? Yeah, this year, I got scuds. <laughs> I got scuds. But I got Nike Air Harachis. I'm showing up. Uh, dude, I'm the cream of the crop. All labels. Jesus himself would come down and be like, those are fucking, those, are, those shoes are amazing, right? But he, he would. I was waiting. That's, that's the All right. Church camp wasn't all rainbows, you know? So I have this, but here's the thing. I walk in with my head so high, and I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to get all the chicks. I got air harachis. And I'm getting down. I'm getting, I'm getting to this religion point because going to church camp, just because it's called church camp, doesn't mean people ain't trying to get down, dude. They are trying to get down. If If I explain to you the moral and ethical acrobatics that went into church camp. You go to church camp to have fun, to sing, to eat cereal, to swim, to do water slides, to canoe. That's part of the puzzle. You know what the big part of the puzzle is? Chicks, man. Chicks. Christian chicks. Christian chicks. Right. It's it's, well, that's, it's like early Christian mingle. That's a little it totally is. It's like plenty of it's keeping it's like plenty eat. of fish and plenty of loaves and we're gonna make yeah. way more out of these. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you go to meet chicks. Now, they're Christians. That's a little bit of a hiccup in your, in your plan, but you're a Christian dude. So, you're like, all right, all right. I'm going to, we're going to get to one of these bases. Mm-hmm. Jesus is looking. God's looking. So, you can't get to all these bases, but you can get to a lot of these bases. But what people, what people gloss over, you go to church camp or just church life in general, there's, dude, it's worse than the tax code. The loopholes? The loopholes there are because okay, there's certain things you can't do, right? Because you can't, you can't do the deed. You can't get down, right? Because you're supposed to save yourself. Because a long denim skirt, or yeah, because of, I mean, you've ever measured yourself from elbow to middle index finger? <laughs> now you have to take that number and 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 put it against the how long the skirt is. But no, listen, there's certain things you can't do, but there's also a whole world of stuff that you can do. You. Dude, the stuff that people would tell me to do at that, that or that they would do at church camp, it would make uh this this weirdo on his, telling you these it things. would make this guy on makeout hill blush, bro. Like he he how'd you say hand release? Mm. This guy hand released his buddy? Dude, church camp is like that's that's like by Tuesday that's going down. <laughs> it's it dude, the loopholes are insane. It's crazy. 
Like th- this, this is my problem with religion is because these you're getting you're getting <laughs> adolescent these young. These are young, young hormones. impressionable. These are the, yeah, the, the hormones are still there. So these kids have to take their adolescent hormones and combat them with we're not supposed to do this. Tab A can't go into slot B. Everything else is fair game. Oh, the idea is getting nefarious. It gets crazy, dude. It gets like uh, it's like Drew Carey's sex dungeon. Because it's like, well, hey, like technically we're not having sex. We're just doing crazy wild things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's it's it's, it's my problem. It's my problem with religion. Like you're getting kids. What you would, can tell by the look on my face. I've never been to Christian whoa, church. Camp, right? whoa, whoa. What would be natural is for kids to explore and figure things out, and then go like, all right, I'm comfortable with this or not. We've all seen the Goonies. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And so, but what's not natural is for kids to go like, I'm. This feels normal. But we're not supposed to do this, so we better get weird about it. We better get weird. Like bee holes need to get involved. Like, mm. like it's kind of it's some craziness, dude. Sounds crazy. Like when you block one's normal train of thought and go, you gotta, you gotta get away around this. You never know where it's gonna go, dude. It's gonna get crazy. I had a buddy who wanted to, he he was in in love with his girlfriend, and 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 he and, and we all were Christian good kids, you know. And he says, hey man, I need you to buy me some condoms, dude. I need you to buy me some rubbers. And I was like. Um, okay. I mean, I was like 16, right? And I was like, well, you don't need to be 18 to buy these. Like, you just don't need to be. So, like, you can buy them. He's like, yeah, but I'm like super embarrassed. Like, I don't want to do it. It's weird. And I go, okay. And then I was like, wait a minute. What do you need these things for? You guys ain't getting down, right? You guys are like, you guys are good Christian kids. You're not getting down. I was starting to listen to Marilyn Manson at this point. Mm-hmm. I was straying a bit. So he thought maybe I'd be, uh, I'd go into ILK and buy what I needed. And he's like, uh, yeah, we just kind of need them. And I was like, yeah, but you're not, you know, you know. You're not gonna, you're not gonna do that. And he's like, "Nah, but uh, we need him for some, for some stuff." And I'm like, "Wait a minute!" Like my eyes get big. I was like, "What are you gonna do to that girl? Like, what are you gonna do? Like, what, what's gonna happen?" Right? I start thinking of all, again, how you're gonna be implicated in this. Well, yeah, I start going like, "Okay, like what?" When they review the uh, the uh, the surveillance tape, I know you guys promised to save yourselves for each other. So if I buy you these condoms, I have no clue what you're gonna do with them. I start freaking out. And I go, I told him, I said, listen, I see this guy a lot in the week. I said, come see me in a couple of days, like next week when we see each other. I said, if you think about it long and hard, if you're ready to do what you're going to do, I'll get him for you. I go, but if you're too crazy. I still do that to this day. You do? Or if I want to buy something, I, you know, I tell myself, let's, think let's, about let's, it. let's think about it for about a week. Smart. I said, I've never not then went ahead. And <laughs> so I said, Perfect. So I told my buddy, I said, come back in a week. And if you really want these things, if you really want to be the dirt dogs I think you want to be, I said, I'll get them for you. And you can do what you got to do. And I won't say a word to you. Well, nary a word will be spoken. And he found your brother Mark and he went and bought him. <laughs> and he found Mark and Mark was like, oh, dude, just he reached his wallet. He reached his wallet and he goes, this one's a rainbow. <laughs> uh, so, but then, so a week later, uh, he never brought it up. And he's like, yeah, so I didn't. But uh, well, you might have saved, you, you might have, you might have done something. I saved somebody's some beeholes, what I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to. I have to do. I have to touch on this last thing. The man. gutter, dude. This got, week, I got a lot of stuff still. Oh, you do. I got listener feedback. Well, let me let me hit this, and then we we'll, we'll we'll wrap around. This week, I went to the eye doctor to finally get fitted for my my bifocals, and so I had to take an eye test again. And I wouldn't ask you. I mean, when we talked about the dentist before, but do you have the same thing? And now, now I know I need my bifocals. vision's better than a, a computer. If that's what you mean, I need bifocals in a in the worst way. I've been bitching about getting bifocals for six, seven months, hmm. 
And again, I find myself at the eye doctor trying to beat the eye test. Although I know I need bifocals. You know what I mean? When he gives you things like how You're low, trying to beat a test how, low that... can you, how, how far down can you read? And I'm like doing my damnedest to guess the letters. And I'm like, but if I guess them okay. right, he's going to tell me I don't need bifocals. That makes sense to you? Well, you're trying to stop yourself from getting the aid you need because your ego doesn't care for it's it. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's next level crazy. And that's why No, it's not it's not crazy. I think I would probably do the same thing, dude. My but I want the bifocals. I do the same I thing still... with an aid with an AIDS test. I'm like, I don't need it. But, you know what I mean? My, I probably don't have it. My eye doctor does that thing where he goes like A, B, one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, A. Like Wayne's World, he goes camera one. So too. so I'm thinking basically what he's doing is for every idiot, like the only reason they do that is for idiots like me to who reset try to beat the test. It's like one of those personality tests where they go like, I hate my dad. My dad hates me. And there's like it's eight different ways they ask you the same question because they're trying okay. to figure out you trying to beat the test. So okay. thank God for that. But I wanted to throw this out to you and ask you, you know, the peripheral one where it's like, hey, when you see this line shimmer on the side, hit the button. I... I've only been to an optometrist okay. once, and when I went, he was like, dude, your vision's so good, you never need to come back. <laughs> He's like, I how many fingers am I holding up? He told me it's I his middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let me look at your insurance. How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> he was like, don't bother, bro. I just, for the rest of us who are enlightened, I just wonder how many people <laughs> try to preemptively beat the, the peripheral vision test because you have to get perfect on it, even though it's going to be to the detriment of yourself for well, the dude, next two years for my insurance for me to get lenses every, you know, I get the exam, but I, I can't get contacts. No, with lenses. I, I don't think you're crazy. And here's why, because I take the hearing test annually and I do the exact same. Thing. <laughs> for what? Re- why do we do this? They say, when you hear a beep, hit the button. You, and you after a while, I know because of living next to trains, living in Hammond, playing in rock bands, shooting guns, I know that my hearing is garbage. I know it is. And so, um, They'll go, when you hear that sound, push the button. And I start to time it in the beginning. I go, beep. It waits. Beep, about three seconds. After a while, I don't hear anything. You're just hitting it anyway. I don't hear anything, and I just start going, probably something happened. Boop. I just start hitting the button because I go, I mean, and then if they call me on it, I'll go, well, I was just have a slow thumb. Well, think about this. When you get to the point where you really need help, and you finally go, like, I really need to take this ear test legitimately, Mm. then they come to you and they go, like, dude. Has something traumatic happened to you in the last six months? Because you you got 148% out of 100% possible yeah. in the last one. And this one, you literally heard nothing. Like, you're 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 legally deaf. Yeah. So, like, somebody uh, damaged yeah, what your physically. To you? Yeah. So, that's my biggest fear is to show this huge fall off. cigarettes but, out in your ear. But uh, I will be in bifocals in the next couple of days. So. And will people be able to tell? No, because like, they're, like, grade, gradient. So they, they don't shaded? have the line on them. No. Oh, really? They're the uh, ones that, yeah, when I come in the room, they turn brown. No. <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they turn into sunglasses <laughs> when you go outside. They have, they don't have the, the, the bifocal line in them. And then I have, then I also got this, their, uh, well, just get glasses, bro. Just get what you need. What's mo- the problem? Just monovision contacts where one contact sees far and the other one sees close. And then your brain is supposed to do the adjustment. I mean, I, I have a dominant I, eye and a, and a I, well, actually, unlike most people, I have two dominant eyes, but one's a little less dominant. One's so, more <laughs> submissive? No, it's just less dominant. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't have a submissive eye. You have less dominant? <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have a problem at all. I think you're totally normal. <laughs> all right, listen, get what you need. Now, let's do a little bit of house cleaning. Let's do it. I posted last week, and we didn't get to it. 
any comments, concerns, or the things that we didn't get to that you guys want to uh, want us to address. Um, one of them that stuck out to me is um, list the things that you do that would drive you insane if you were somebody else. So what do you do that you go like, all right, this, <laughs> this is... Sounds like, this just sounds like a trap. Yeah, like what do you do that like you you know like this is stupid, but like but I because I mean I do I Beyond we only have we only my have an eye hour. test result, um, faking feigning weaknesses <laughs> as strengths, yeah, right? Referring to your eyes as less dominant. Um, I do you have one well, on top of your you head. You, let you, me help you, you out. You, you're with my with my stuff. <laughs> oh, I sure I can help you out with that too. But uh, I, I do, uh, and this is just a this is just an easy catch all throw at. Throw, I'm not going to stop doing the Borat voice. I won't do it. Oh, God. I know. And if somebody else did Borat... Here's the thing. When somebody else does a Cartman impression, it makes my... It you do it my, too, though. I don't do Cartman. You, you do, you do Stan or you do one of the dumb... Yeah, every now and then. Stan! Stan! I do Randy Marsh because he's What's amazing. That? That's the dad. You do dumb voices. I didn't hear no bell. No, I do that, dude. I do Randy Marsh. You do um, a lot of dumb voices. Yeah, yeah, I like them. I, I don't want to focus on you. But at the top, now of, that we're on top of this. <laughs> well, go ahead. You can add. But at the top of the list is Borat. It's been I don't know when Borat came out, but I still like on the way here. I was reading this list, and I was like, very nice. And it's just like it's never gonna not be, like it's not, dude. No. It never like in twenty years if you come up to me and you go, uh, how much? Like I'm gonna start. Did laughing. you just do this just for this so you could do a so couple I, of boring yes, impressions? I, I actually wrote these comments. <laughs> these are mine. I put someone else's profile picture. Well, uh, but I'm saying Borat is like I think it sucks when someone does a Borat impress- impersonation. Um, but it doesn't bother me one bit. Like so, I I do it. And I know it bothers me. So people. these are things that if I okay, things that you do I that guess, you know other people think suck. I, I think my wife gets irritated because I constantly, whenever I have an epiphany, I come down in the morning and I go, "Hey, this is Dave two point one. This is Dave two point two. You're referring this, to yourself as this, point something. This point forward, these are the things that are going to happen because Dave two. It's like the next Terminator. You know okay. what I mean? Like I've been elevated. I sat up all night and I thought about these changes I'm going to make. And then she'll go back and go, I thought you were Dave 2.3. Sounds yeah. exactly like Dave 2.1. What's the really? 2.4 is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty right. Right. All right. That all right. You're sense. on to you. That makes sense. Um, I can't help but attempt to dominate a small room. I have yeah. to. If, dude, if there's 10 or less people, I'm coming at you hard body karate. Like I'm, And I don't even mean to. I don't know if it's an ego thing. Or I don't know what it is, but if there's less than ten people in the room, I will attempt to be the like funniest, loudest voice. And I know that's a shit quality. It's bad. And you'll figure out a way to say hard body karate and Duke uh, as many times as possible. I have love for Rappaport. I have love for Rappaport, <laughs> and I like to it, I like to give him his credit where his credits due. Uh, but if there's a small room, I can't. Like it's it's I I can't help but attempt to dominate it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah, mean? For sure. Okay. You do that or you don't do that? Uh, yeah, I know I do do that too. Like, but I you go like when I wish I, I could be you coming. I just go in a different place. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like you, like I wish I could be a role player sometimes uh-huh. and be like, listen, you don't have to make the joke. You don't have to say the thing. You don't have to be the clever one. Just sit back. And then I go, doesn't work. I go, like don't that. do that. And then and then I end up going, I did it. God it only it. works like that in rooms where you haven't been before, and I'll tell you why because. There have been times where I've done a scientific experiment where I tell myself, I'm just going to be an observer and I'm going to sit back and let everybody else do their thing. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. But you know what happens? It's everybody, terrible. Everybody dummies up. 
Nobody knows what to say because they know you're there and they're like, this guy will keep but things But do they rolling. dummy up or do you just think they dummy up? <laughs> it's probably. Like, are they dumbing up? That's, or, it, that's the next thing like, I probably don't like about Do my- they dummy up or, or are you just going, these people are not as funny as me? Well, that's or, that's, I, that's generally the case. so yeah. awful saying that. Like, this is the most douchey. Okay, what I, add what I just said to the list, too. Because it's not they're not as funny. It's just that you I get off from saying stuff. I can't help it, dude. It's just... Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I can't. Because I feel like I have entertaining things to say and bring to the table. Right. And, and I how dare I not? What else yeah. you got? We had a, a listener email, which I wanted to read to you because it, it kind of made me laugh. And it reminded me of some stories that you and I have both told um, about uncomfortable hmm, consumer situations. You want to hear it? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll read it. So recently I went to get a haircut. And I had an experience that reminded me of Ben taking his loose change to the bank debacle. Um, if, if you remember that, what happened is that's from a way long ago episode. I had a big jar of change. And I went to cash it in and I was very excited. because I was like, Oh man, it's gonna be like 130 bucks. I'm going to, I'm going to blow it on some air Hirachis. And when I brought it in, the bank teller was good looking and female and f- well, <laughs> I don't blow it. I mean, it could be for any, I'm trying to make this uh, for everyone. So the bank teller was good looking and I was instantly stuck with like, oh crap! Like, I want. She this- thinks I'm the kind of guy that scrounges for change out of a. Old That's couch. it. Yeah, like I wanted this money, but I didn't. I wanted to be like, oh, like I don't care about like change. Like I'm a, I mean, I'm not the kind of person that like cares a lot about that. Like I have so much money that I don't get excited about loose change, uh, and so I I didn't know what to do. So he had something that was like this, and it says I checked in, as always, at the hair cuttery. As per usual, it was an attractive stylist that checked me in. I've seen his haircut. It's clear that he gets done at the haircut or he can move on. What wasn't usual was that she was also the one that cut my hair. They usually do the bait and switch. This is where the similarity to Ben starts. I was going to get my haircut the day before, but I forgot my $5 coupon at home. Oh, you my see? Lord. <laughs> you saved $5. So I... Whatever you get, you so... deserve... You get what you get. You Who uses a $5 coupon for a haircut? <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> That's the embarrassing part. If you brought a $5 coupon. Here's the thing. like, Well, no, but I feel his pain, though, because he normally brings a $5 coupon, and then the chick that rings him up is not that good looking. And so, right. so he's like, like, hey, man, I'm trying to say five, five bucks is five bucks, right? That's a pint at 18th Street. Um, but when it's a cute girl, he's like, oh, I don't, what's $5 to me? I'm a multimillionaire, right? Mm. So he says, I was going to get my haircut the day before, but I forgot my $5 coupon at home. So I skipped till the next day. He's like, I'm not going to, this, I can grow my hair one more day. I'll let this fro go because of the $5. Anyway, when my haircut was finished, he skipped it till the next day. So he came back the next day. And anyway, when my haircut was finished, I didn't want to look like a cheap ass to the attractive stylist. So not only did I not use my coupon, but then I tipped her $5. My usual tip is 3 bucks. To be honest, to be, to be honest, I don't, to be you honest, don't deserve a haircut. <laughs> just let it go. Just put it in a ponytail and right. be done with it, you son of a bitch. To be honest, I don't think it, I was even as happy with the haircut. So he didn't want to look cheap in front of a cute girl. So he took that $5 coupon and he stuffed it down his pants, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want you to know about this. I don't need $5. Then he tipped more than he normally does and wasn't happy with the haircut. 
Now, if I'm doing the math, he's out $7 so far because his normal tip is 3 He went up $2 from that. $5, he'll never see again. That's 7 bucks. I get that. Great math. But I will <laughs> say you. that I cannot believe that he only gives a $3 tip on that giant $3? on that giant blockhead. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Blockhead. It's ridiculous. Shame on you. Shame on you. I didn't even say a name, so I don't even know why you think you know Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is another one of those things I had, I had, a, uh, we were talking about haircuts with a, with a guy from work and he's like, oh, I always tip like, I forget what it was, like the three bucks a tip. And I always don't you just round up? Yeah. Just give the five. Just round. And even five is, I don't walk out going like, I give you five. Like don't spend it all in one place. It's just like five is, uh, you know what I mean? Like to give less than five means like you're not worth that $2. You want I someone with sharp. A, you give a single bill, whether it be a five, a 10, whatever it is, but to give a bunch of singles it's not a strip club. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. You don't ever go like, here's more items that mean less than what I should give you. Right. Like, just give them one. Well, I've been in- Five the, or 10 or 20 or whatever. I've been in the barber shop where somebody does give like three bucks or two bucks. <sighs> and I'll tell you what. You, when it's that, better when that just dude giving leave, nothing. When that dude leaves, they shred him. Isn't it better to not give anything and just be like, he must not know to tip? Or he must have forgotten. Well, because he's like he thought about it and he thought three dollars was appropriate. I give my I pay for my haircut, my son's haircut, and then I throw a double tip in for you know for both of us. What would be a tip for me and a tip for him? So I just give one lump sum. Oh, tip for both. Yeah, and that and, tip is roughly. Uh, I give it's ten bucks. Okay. So okay. Um. Yeah. yeah. What I five do is. This has been going on a long time. I, I often wonder if he's ever going to be like, hey, the price went up, so really you're not giving me a tip anymore. You're just paying me. Like at what point hmm. do we renegotiate? How would he – because I just give him that money every time. I never ask him. I used to ask every time how much, even though I knew, just for that purpose. But after a while, I just start – I just give him you know, the money every single time. You're just going to have to realize that your status has improved, and so your money just comes up. It just costs more to be more. Yeah, well, I show up on time, which is another thing nobody I hear cares these guys about complain that. About. You just oh, do they, that. It's nobody cares about that unless you. I make late. my appointments. Long story short, I waited an extra day to get a cheaper haircut, and ended up paying more than normal. Good, you should. And again, <clears throat> good like like the cosmic good, just yeah, like good like karm- karmatically. Yeah, not Jocko good. I mean, good like good, as yeah. in. You sh- you you probably you don't need you've been it's shortchanging for so long. It's a couple extra bucks her way. She was probably, you know, she probably did something very good with the it. Maybe she donated reason, half of your tip to charity. The only reason you have hair is you have not evolved to be bald yet. Good. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you about that. Three bucks. Come on, man. Lastly, how bad does it suck getting dressed for a concert at our age? Uh, for women. I think it maybe sucks a little bit. Although you have fun, you look beautiful, dress up. You I will look tell amazing. you when we went to see Alkaline Trio, my wife went to the bar, and the chick goes, "Who are you here with?" And she's like, "Oh, why?" And she's like, "Did somebody bring you here?" Like clearly what telling my wife, "Like you're mean? kind of like not, you don't look like you belong here." Someone bring you here? Yeah, she's like, "Who'd you come with? A boyfriend or your husband?" Like, are you serious dra- right now? Like basic. Oh yeah, they said. I think they said, "Did somebody drag you here or something?" You know, like looking at her clothes and her style. They're, they're like, like oh, you definitely don't fit. They're like, you're beautiful. Why are you at this rock show? 
What is that I don't know about? If they were saying that, but they're just like you. Don't, you're not dressing the mm, the part or whatnot. Because she that. came right back and told me she's like, "Do you think that's odd that they said that?" And I was what, like, she want to like should she have wiped excrement on one? I mean, like, <laughs> it wasn't the Gigi Allen show. I'm just saying, like, she wasn't dressed for a rock show, so was I could she wearing see a shimmery gold top. She was wearing a shirt and pants. I don't know. It wasn't so there wasn't much thought into it? I don't well, know. I'm ready to. But somebody your wife saw it and, and made mention. I don't care for so, it. So you know, you always get into that whole thing where it's like, hey, you know, do I wear a concert tee? Uh, do I wear combat boots? Do I wear, you know, whatnot? And uh, I, I've come up with this. You know how before I had this whole stance of like, hey, when you reach a certain age, which is 40 plus, you don't get to dress like a 18-year-old skateboarder anymore or you don't get to wear flannels in your Nirvana shirt with ripped jeans or any of that stuff because it's it's just not age appropriate. But what I've I've softened on this because mm-hmm. sometimes I realize the errors of my way, and this is what I'll say. If you're going to an event uh, for your kid at your kid's school uh, or you're going to be doing something with your children, you dress like a father. You dress like a parent. If you're going to be doing something sans children, dress as you wench. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like dick out. Well, I don't say that. Or, or maybe not dick out. Okay. But you get what I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've, I've come a little bit no, back toward the saying. middle where I go like, don't be that guy that wears the dead Kennedy shirt. And then your kid also was wearing a dead Kennedy shirt when he's think, six and has yeah. no idea who the dead Kennedys are because you think it's cool. I mean, you've said before, read the room, read the room. I just feel like if you're an adult dressed like an adult, especially if you're going to be doing adult things like going to a parent teacher conference or you don't right. need to be wearing a beanie hat going to junior kids, junior high parent teacher conference. Oh, what's worse than that? The guy who's like, let me fashion up for this event. Like your kid's talent show and you're dressed up? Like you're up? wearing a super sh- like a tight cardigan that doesn't fit you. And not about you, not about you, Duke. Nope. Yeah, absolutely. So, But if you're going to go out on a night in the town to go see a show, I mean, hey, you know what? You want to wear your rock belt? Wear your rock belt. You're out. You're trying to have a good time. Yeah. But this this, again, is, you're dressing you for the occasion. Bit. But on the, every every other day, dress, dress like you're a goddamn adult. Yeah, I get it. All right, remind me next week to tell you about how inappropriately they fill their stuffed animals at Build-A-Bear. Okay, don't forget. Will not. Dude, it's weird. (laughs) No, I mean, I will not forget. All right, good. All right, that is episode 207. Later.